Hi, everybody. I'm Rogers Healy, and welcome back to Rogers That, a podcast dedicated to selling without selling out. And today I have one of my sales heroes, someone who has defied the odds, uh, who is defying everything from age to statistics to just being an entrepreneur. Uh, it's Lisa Pinero. And Lisa, thank Hi. you for being here today. Thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah, this is I'm awesome. I'm so glad you're doing this. I am too. I, I'm so glad. And I'm so glad all y'all people that are hopefully watching and listening um, are part of this. And uh, I almost said Lisa was glowing, which would have been a perfect <laughs> segue into kind of how we connected. But um, I'm going to try to give my background on how I met you. And then I want you to introduce the world to okay. kind of who you are and what got you here. But uh, Lisa's been a friend of mine. And in the city of Dallas, which is a it's a, a brutal city. It's a doggy dog city. Uh, Lisa has found a way to always <laughs> you be. You make it sound so awful. Well, it's not, it's not awful, but I mean, Dallas doesn't, um, people don't understand Dallas like mm. we do. Um, There's but, a certain vibe to Dallas that yeah. you have to learn to navigate, I think. Yeah, yeah. But Lisa doesn't know this, but the first time I met her, uh, Lisa hosted a TV show. Um, what was the show? The, the broadcast. The broadcast. And, were you uh, on the, no, were you on the, okay. I was fanboy in the front row. So Courtney Kerr, who's a, du- a mutual <laughs> friend of both of ours. Uh, was on the show as well, and we got invited. This was right when I started my company, and I got to bring the RHA agents to uh, the broadcast uh, set. It was like an Addison. How did I not know this? No one knows this, but this was... Um, well, I mean, you were sitting right there. I should have... Well, I'll bring it full circle, and this is when I've, I've evolved as a salesperson, as a salesperson that doesn't sell out. Um, but I used to have these t-shirts, and it said, Rogers Healy is my realtor. And um, they kind of got well-known through Britney Spears, which is a whole other story. She's a soon-to-be guest. Britney, if you're watching, congrats on your wedding uh, to Sam. Uh, I know I, this story. You told me this story. And I, I brought a, good one. a shirt, and I was so nervous that at the end of it, I wanted Lisa to hold up a Rogers Healy is my realtor t-shirt. And Courtney finally let me go after uh, you had like a chef on the uh, episode. It wasn't Kyle. It was like someone else. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, for a long time, I had Lisa's picture in our office, and <laughs> here we are full circle. I couldn't find the photo, but... Um, yeah, you've been a relevant and prominent figure, but you've been consistent and you've been a happy person that brings a lot of joy. And as my journey as an entrepreneur um, kind of took flight, I got obsessed with private equity and being a part of people's journey as an investor. And that's how I met Lisa on a more personal level, is that she is the um, the genius behind a company called Glotrition, which we're drinking here today. We have proudly yes. displayed as well. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, no, no, thank <laughs> you. Um, but anyway, that yeah, that there's a lot about you that we don't know. I don't know. So maybe share us a little bit about share with us a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship and how you've stayed relevant. I mean, how much time do we have? An hour <laughs> and a half. Um, so I'm like I, I call myself like an accidental entrepreneur. I didn't sales wasn't my thing. I didn't want to go down that road. It was never anything that was of much interest to me. Actually, I have to tell you this. This is funny. When I was 17 years old, I was living in California and I studied for the real estate to take the real estate exam wow. at 17. Wow. It was when they had like, remember the, the Century 21 schools that you would go to? And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So did that and failed horribly. And so I was like, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's not the path for me. Um, Fast forward through college, really had an interest in broadcasting and um, uh, found kind of this love of of writing and of telling stories and um, so went down that career path and that mm. was 25 years of my life or so. Wow. Um, was being on television, doing the news. Um, I was a news anchor for most of that time. And then at the kind of tail end of, of I call it my first act, yeah. <laughs> the tail end of my first act, my first career, um, 
I was doing that show that you just mentioned, the broadcast. When was that? Like 2008? No, that was um, 2012. 2011 or 2012. And then we were on until like 2015. It was you and Courtney Lady with red hair. (laughs) I forget. Susie Humphreys. Susie Humphreys. If you are a Dallasite, then you know Susie. She was um, a radio personality yeah. back in the day, and she is she is an absolute hoot. Loved being on the show with her. I love very, it. Very opinionated. And that's, that's what you need for TV. Yeah. Good. And wasn't ashamed to share it. Cool. But okay. Pat so Smith was the other one. On who the was show. it? Oh, Pat, Pat Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Emmett's ex-wife. Um, not that I'm like I'm like oh Emmett. I don't know Emmett Smith. Um, okay. So, but your journey into entrepreneur. Shift. Yeah, so it started while I was doing the broadcast. It was uh, because we we taped it in the morning. Um, I had really the rest of the day to try to figure out what else I wanted to do. And I have a little ADD, so like I, would, <laughs> I have a lot of ADD. I, I got really bored. You know, I couldn't just be home with nothing to do um, after the show. So I um, started this company, Glowtrition, and and so. What we do for our jobs isn't always what our passion is. My passion has always been health and wellness and nutrition and learning about supplements and learning about longevity and anti-aging, all of it. Um, And in broadcasting, some of the stories that I would do were were kind of geared towards that. Cool. I was working in Salt Lake City at the time, and uh, they were doing some really great research on ingestible supplements as it relates to beauty and your skin. What year are we talking? Gosh, um, 2006, maybe? Okay. Four? I mean, it was it was a while ago. Well. Um, and I started learning about, you know, supplements that you can take for your skin and for your, for your overall health and wellness. And uh, they put me on a little regimen of like 15 huge pills every day. I was mm. taking those pills. My skin was glowing. People were asking me, like, you know, because I was doing the news then. I was on the air. And people would say, like, are you what are you doing? Like, did you, are you new makeup or new, you know? So people were noticing. It was very challenging though to take that many pills every day and be consistent about it. Wow. So then fast forward this many years later, um, I always knew that that regimen worked for me, but I was like, I wonder if there's a way that I could get that regimen just in a much easier form. And um, I was at lunch with a girlfriend and she pulled out one of those crystal light packets and she put it, was putting it in her water. And I was like, man, if I could just get all my vitamins like that and drink it, how great would that be? The rest is history. And then, yeah, and I think what's really interesting too is like when you have an idea as an an entrepreneur um, and you you start to go down that road. It's been my experience in my life that the the things that are meant to be, the things that are easiest, are are the things that flow. When you when you move forward and you keep hitting that brick wall, there's something something's off, right? Yeah. Um, and for this particular project, it was great. I found a chemist here in Dallas who like understood my vision and. Um, uh, it, it was all, I, I will never use the word easy, but it was all very... Um, Natural. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's weird. It's weird when you think as an entrepreneur, the stuff that you most people dread when it comes natural to you, you're like, oh, wow. And then you kind of, yeah. it sounds bad, but you kind of long for the challenges where you're like, okay, yes. why is this kind of coming to me easy or natural too? But yeah. I, I'm sure you face some of that kind of stuff. And, and again, the premise of this podcast is to you know, share your successes, share your journey, but also maybe... You know, make sure people stay motivated knowing that it's okay to always do the right thing. 
right? Which I'm sure with you, yes. as you've grown this company since 2015, is that when Glowtrition actually launched? Yeah, 14 and yeah, launched product. So 15. almost a, almost a decade ago, which obviously yeah. it's, it's, you know, you're always growing your company, you're always growing your brand, always scaling, but maybe what are some of the challenges you faced along the way that gave you that like breath of fresh air? You're like, okay, I'm gonna keep going. Cause yeah. I think most, most people, I think statistically entrepreneurs don't last, I think longer than two years, 90% of people fail or they quit. Uh, and, businesses, yeah. yeah. Which for you, obviously, you've been against the statistic Damn, again. On wood, yeah. No, you're, you're you're past the point of failure, and I and I think that some people like I I never knew what I was doing, and I still kind of don't. I still feel that way. Yeah, but I think that's what gets me out of bed, where I'm like, all right, I'm going to learn something today, and I have to go and remain totally humble and relatable. But for you, maybe share think, some of your stories with us on, on that side of things. I think if you always think you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. You know, you you always need to be striving, learning, doing, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a cheesy saying, but I say it all the time is that it's not about the end result. It's really about the journey. And you learn so much through a process of starting a company and creating a product. Um, it, it, you, you learn what to do, you learn what not to do. I mean, for me, the sales piece of it, again, was not that wasn't my strong suit to begin with. You've been on QVC. You've been I, well, featured in Forbes. But that Forbes. came later, right? Yeah. Like the QVC thing came later. So when I first started the company, I it was really almost selfish. I was like, I want to get this regimen of mine in a way that I want to take it, you know. Yeah. And then I realized, wait, I just created this really cool product. I should share it with people. Mm. And so I started talking about it to people, and I started going to spas and saying, "Would you like to sell this for me?" And um, so you were doing the selling yourself, like you were out there, boots yeah. on the ground. I was. I would load my trunk. I did the first run of product, and I want to say we did like, <sighs> do we do like a thousand units, maybe? And it that seemed means bags, like, like mm -hmm, an actual yeah, bag. right. And it seemed like so much. And I thought, how the hell am I gonna? <laughs> I can only take so much of it. So what? What am I gonna do with all of this? And I, I thought for sure, you know, like it, it would, it would go bad. It would sit in my garage, and I would never. So I, I loaded up my, the trunk of my car before I left for work in the morning for the broadcast. I would do the broadcast, and then I would have my little list, and I would literally go down the list of day spas in wow. the Dallas and surrounding area. And I would drive and show up with samples and and beg them to carry my product. I think so much of sales, it starts from a place of like, I really don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. And really, you just sort of like fake it till you make it. <laughs> no, it's true. Didn't you feel yeah, that I mean, way? I still, I mean, yes and no, because I you have a different background where you were successful from the start with something. And with me, you know, you talk about the real estate exam, ironically, you might or may not know this, but I took the real estate exam more than anyone in the history of Texas. I took it 22 <laughs> times, literally, but failure was just kind of in my, uh, was just in my blood and I got used to it where the hard thing for me with being successful, relatively successful is the actual success part. Right where when it's like kind of smooth air, I'm like, what? Yeah. What, what am I missing? But here? did you ever feel? Did you ever feel it as failure? Were you really in tune to like, wow, I failed? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I think that's what. But again, that's what makes you feel alive. I think that in life, um, when you fall in love, when you get your heart broken, when you lose something, when you win something, like that's when you're feeling life at its rawest form. Yeah. And for me, I think that's what. You know, the obsession with growing something where the first time you sold a thousand units, you're like, okay, how do I sell 10,000 units? Mm -hmm. And then you realize you can't go and go to every spa in every city yeah. every day. You have to go and have a team. And I think that's what 
you know, keeps people in that mindset of being a genuine salesperson is that you're not just going and you have to orchestrate. And one of the guys I talked to in this podcast earlier was the fascination of a of an orchestra, right? Mm-hmm. Like if people don't know this, but the person that plays the cello or the trumpet or whatever, if they fall over, the orchestrator goes over there and they can pick it up, right? And that's what you've done is you've that, that's kind of part of scaling. But yeah, I feel failure all the time. You know, it's funny. I, I asked that question because, and you know that I have four sons and and you who are will, randomly incredibly good looking, which is you. a whole other podcast. <laughs> They're actually just stellar human beings, truly. And um, you, as a new dad, you know you're going to be you're in this position now where you have a little human to teach and mold and Oof. set examples for. And, yeah. um, I say that about about failure. And if do you actually feel it as failure, or are you able to remap that in your head and start feeling it as an opportunity? Yeah. And that for me, that was a that was a big mind shift that you know I've I've kind of tried to teach my boys that too is that you know failure has such a negative connotation around it and and let me be clear I've failed numerous times yeah. <laughs> I mean literally when you're when you start a business and you're in sales and you're selling a product you're doing whatever it, it it's it, like a like a, a weekly basis there's some sort of failure something that I that I didn't do the way that I wanted it to be done. Um, but you start to realize that it's in those moments, that's where, that's where the good stuff is. That's where you learn the most about who you are as a person, what are you made of, how do you, how do you move forward in, in life and relationships, and that means business and otherwise. Um, I learned so much about myself in those moments that, that would be framed as failure for well, well, this most is the part everyone. Where, give us an example. You have to tell us, like, as, as someone who started a business and you're <sighs> Working okay. uphill, you have chemists, okay. you have people Actually, that are... Actually, I, I do have a uh, story for this. So early on in the company, um, you know, we we found this... We found a chemist to um, formulate it for me, but then we um, had a different group um, actually make it. So they made our first batch, and the first batch was like maybe five or 600 units. I, I said the first batch of that full run that we did with the with the finished product Mm -hmm. but before that you know there were a lot of iterations of the product like we tried to you know different ingredients and etc anyway um they'd finished our run and i just was a five eight hundred units whatever and i was so excited that That means you had to commit to buying five or yeah okay and i was so excited that we finally had something finished i was like oh my gosh i made this and it is not the product that you see today this was yes um i'm so excited about it and i was um i was uh hosting a parade it was like the fourth of july parade and in, in dallas in a highland park university park anyway i'm up. Uh, for all y'all watching <laughs> literally the largest fourth of july parade in the country so let's just go is ahead it? And, it is yeah i should know that so i was yeah. hosting it um but so i'm sitting up there with my co-host on the stage and um and i've got my glowtrician and i pack it and i add it to my water and i shake it up and i set it down on the stage and it's july in in texas so it's hot as hell yeah and you know, a couple minutes later, I reached down, and, and the sun was kind of beating down on us. So it, the sun had hit it, and I picked it up, and I opened the cap, and I went to go drink it, and I, oh my God, the smell! It was <laughs> like rotten eggs. Oh God! And I was like, and I was like, here, smell this. Does that smell weird to you? And, and my co-host was like, God, what is that? And I was like, Oh it's my, my God! It's my new company. Oh my God! It's my it's my product, and um, I just remember like texting uh my fiance at the time going oh my god and i was i was like holding back tears but we were 
on the air with this parade, and so I had to kind of hold it together. But talk about a failure. It was it was so devastating. And I just thought, well, this is it. This is obviously not going to be what I do for but a obviously living. Obviously, it wasn't it. You kept going. So what was I the? Kept, I kept going, and it was it it that was one of those moments where it's like, okay, I can see this as failure, and just pack up and go home and and not do this as my next you know not not build the company and i think it's just i i'm so tenacious and there's something about my personality that is just like oh hell no Mm-mm. nope 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 somebody not, out there likes the smell yeah. of hot ass eggs in july <laughs> and i'm gonna find those people and they can they can the buy the that, yeah yeah right but i just was like i I'm not going down like this. We're going to get this right. We're going to go back to the drawing board. And it was um, it w- was difficult. What did you do with those 800 egg smell Threw them away. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. We threw away everything. There are some really, really beautifully complected squirrels roaming the streets of Highland Park <laughs> that broke into those trash bags. They stink, though. I'll tell you that much. Um, okay. Well, we'll catch us up to today. Let's talk about your successes. Obviously, still being the same, you know, Lisa, so, but tenacious and dealing with the eggs and dealing with failure you, and you learn through those moments you know to be to be strong and to go back to the drawing board and you know get up my mom used to do this thing with me and still does really to this day she whenever something bad happened she'd say okay you've got 24 hours 24 hours to have your pity party hmm. she'd be like let's talk about it let's cry let's you know when i got older let's drink some wine like whatever you need to do to kind of move through this and get through it but you've got 24 hours and then you get back up we make a plan and you move forward with your life and so i was taught from a very young age that that like i don't i don't allow myself to be like down and out you know i love that for more than 24 hours i love it that's even yeah. too long yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like to, my best friend, he always, he tells me, keep it moving. Right? Keep it and, moving. And, and I, yes. I, and I think the more successful you get, which not like, that's not his phrase. He didn't coin it. I'm sure that somebody a few years back said, keep it moving. And he heard that. And then it got to me. But I think that also, you know, as you get older and as you have more stuff coming at you, I, I think you have to be efficient with your emotions, which some people that doesn't really come across as sincere, but I'm like, why am I going to go and spend two days, three days or a month? thinking about this when I have to deal with it and I have to press on. Yeah. You know, it seems like you've done an incredible job with that. But talking more about your success, like give us hard numbers. Tell us how far Glutrition has come, knowing that the beauty industry, especially with collagen and ingestible stuff that's going to make people look and feel pretty, you have literally beat the odds a million times over. So Thank maybe you. let's let's talk about the, su- the success of your company. I mean, Glutrition right now is, I think our, our we're valued at like 10 million, I think right that's now. So, you know, we have a big plan. We have big, big dreams and, you know, big numbers that we want to hit. But I think the turning point for us was when I took the company from just being, so we were selling a lot on QVC. We sold in Nordstrom. We sold um, in Saks, Bloomingdale's. This was right, this was before COVID. And um, I was really kind of, we were going down that retail road, um, which was fine. It was fine, and then QVC came along, and that seemed like a wonderful opportunity to take, you know, my experience in television, and marry it with the experience of now. You're you know, selling your own product on TV. Yeah. Yes. Full circle. Full circle. What does QVC stand for? Does anyone know? Quality, value, convenience. Wow, that is the highlight. <laughs> oh, does, is that really? Yeah. You know what the W Hotel stands for? Huh. Nothing. That's it. 
That's literally my statistic or my fun fact of the day. Okay. It's just the, the letter W. Back fun, to QVC. Fun fact. Um, yeah, so QVC was great. QVC um, got us over some humps. And I felt like it was always like that when, when the company really first started. It was, you know, when we got the deal with Nordstrom, that was, that was a big deal. And that kind of got us over the hump. There was another company called Soft Surroundings. And if you're over the age, if you're a woman over the age of 60, then you probably know what Soft Surroundings stores are. And ca- catalog. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was great for us. They ordered a lot of, of product and um, it, it really kind of like got us over, you know, one year hump. And then like Nordstrom came in and got us over another hump. But I thought there's got to be a better way. So I'm not just going from like retail to retail. And um, it's, and it, during COVID, we really had to focus on direct to consumer, right? Because mm. nobody's going to the stores anymore. So we sold out in all the stores and none of the stores were reordering, you know, because no one was there. No foot traffic. Um, so I was like, okay, we gotta, we have to switch this up. So at that point is when I zeroed in on like the subscription model. And that was the game changer for our business, truly. Um, was being, I mean, we always offered subscription, but it just was kind of like a side, you know, it's kind of like, it wasn't the main way we sold our product. And now it is. And, um, you know that continues to be the area that we see the most growth is just bringing subscribers. So so they get a monthly subscription to say our Super Beauty Elixir, and you know so wow. you're never without it. What, what what's your selling style? How would you describe to everybody watching and listening? How do you actually go and sell? Um, I think the most important thing in selling is to really really be understanding of who your audience is, and. I don't care if that's just like one-on-one or if it's, you know, selling to millions of people on QVC. You have to have a decent understanding of who you're selling to. What are their concerns? That's a big one. If you don't know what their concerns are, then then just just leave because there's no way you're going to sell them anything if you can't solve a problem for them. Um, so for me, it was always about understanding who I'm talking to, understanding what their issues are, what their concerns are, and then really talking about that. And, and, and of course, for me, you know, as a 53-year-old woman, I had a lot of the same concerns. Did y'all about- hear that number? Yeah, maybe this is the part where you freeze frame and you take, you're like, oh my gosh. If anything, that's an endorsement for Glotrition. 53. I'll tell you, it's your nutrition, your supplements, the things that your lifestyle, it all, it all matters when it comes to, you know, looking your best and all that. I'm but, 93 and I just started taking Glotrition <laughs> and I feel you look so amazing. much younger. Yeah, I take it twice a day. You can. I, I take it twice a day every day. People ask me that question, you know, can we, because it's, it's dosed as, you know, one a day. Um, because Am I the, overdosing the, on Glotrition? No, the clinical studies were done um, on the 2,500 milligrams of the bioactive collagen peptide that we have in each stick. But uh, actually, in those same studies, they did it with 5,000 too. And mm. you see a little bit of an uptick in um, in results, but not so much. that. So we, we made it one. But in completely random news, I have hair growing on the bottom of my feet now, but it's probably not because I'm taking glotrition. Glo- <laughs> okay, back to being 53, being an incredible salesperson, and to kind of finding your flow your yeah, sales style I just style. think I think understanding um, and being able to relate to your audience is super important. So like I don't know if I would be as good at selling um, I don't know maybe cars or or I, I don't know. I you don't have believe to, in it. Right. I would yeah. have to really find in my mind that that connection of with the person I was trying to sell to. I just think that's the, that's the first step always. Um, I love that. And I think that, maybe explain that to us one more time. I think that 
a word that with relationships, friends, you know, spouses, etc. I think that uh, the word I cling to is familiarity. Mm-hmm. Where if I have something in common with somebody, we're going to jive. Yeah. We're going to get along. And I think that it's really I could not go. I couldn't sell a car to save my life because I don't care about them. I don't know anything about them. But maybe get us in your headspace but again. But it's not really about how much you know about cars. It's who's that person you're trying True. to sell to. So if this guy comes in the the showroom, yeah. What is you what so immediately you know as a salesperson you assess right? You kind of size somebody up. And in a situation like that, you don't have the um, luxury of, of kind of knowing their background or, you know, Googling them or, you know, doing your homework. Yeah. So it really comes down to relationship building. How good are you at that? And if you're, if, you're, if you're not good at it, and you want to be in sales, you, you better become good at that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, did, did you have to face challenges being a female business owner? Like, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, tell us, tell us. Yeah. And you know, like I I'm I'm not that kind of person who's like, well, you know, because I'm a woman, I should be, you know, have these things afforded to me or like be treated differently or um or you know, I'm not screaming on the rooftops about like, you know, things need to be more fair for women. That said, I was shocked. So in broadcasting, I always felt a little bit of that inequity. You know, my, my male co-anchor always made more money than I did, huh. regardless of, of the experience. Um, and it was just the way it was. So, like, I didn't, you know, cry about it because it's, it was just the way it was. Um, and it, it wasn't until I moved into this world of, of beauty. Now, the world of beauty is fantastic. It's a lot of women. It's, it's, we're, it's all kumbaya. Everybody is like wants everybody to win, and it's really a great industry. The manufacturing side hmm. is a um, very male-dominated industry and um, very difficult to navigate, frankly, as a woman. And... And I hate that. I, I just because that it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be just because I'm a woman and I I meet you and I'm a big hugger. So like I might hug you or 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 I notice like I'll send emails and I would put like smiley faces at the end of emails and I'm like, oh. okay. So so I'm being kind, and it's being mistaken as dumb yeah. or not serious or some of those things. I. Um, have a friend who sold a company, uh, a female friend who sold a company many years ago, and she sold her company for about two hundred million dollars. She grew a great big um, nutrition company, we'll call it um, bars. I won't say the name of the company, but uh, and we were on Snickers? this Snickers. <laughs> no, we were on this retreat together, and uh, and I said, so what are you what are you going to do now? And she said. You know, I'm going to spend some time figuring out how to be a woman again. Huh. And I said, what? And I, like, I just barely started Glotrition, so I had no idea what she was talking about. And she went on to explain to me that like, in this world, especially on the manufacturing side, because again, she had a product also, she said, it is, you have to 
toughen up and you have to really develop some masculine energy if you want to be respected, if you want to be taken seriously. And I was like, no, really? And she goes, yeah. She said, you know, when, when people talk about strong women who are direct and to the point, oh, she's a bitch or she's a, it's, it, it's a real thing. Mm. And she said, you, you have to be. You have to be tough, and unfortunately, you get labeled as, you know, being difficult or whatever, she said. But if you want to get anything done, you're going to be tough. So I stopped putting smiley faces at the end of my email. That suck. I'm <laughs> I sorry. started shaking hands instead of hugging. But That sucks. I, I feel like I, yeah. I'm, I'm very in touch with my feminine side, and I think now having, for real, like having a daughter, something I was, when she was first born, I was like, I'm going to be a masculine feminist. And, about, and I'm being kind of half hearted but i'm also serious that like i'm more like that too but i think that what happened with me is i got hardened where i had this moment last september i have this note on my desk where i don't know what it was but all of a sudden i was like i see the worst in people before i see the best in them because i gotten burned and just hurt so many times and that sucks and i think that part of being a salesperson and part of being an entrepreneur and a leader is still being yourself right not, not mm -hmm. necessarily being a chameleon but yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been on a similar situation, yeah. you know, just with my industry where it initially it is, it was mostly women 20 something years ago. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I wasn't taken seriously because I right. was myself. And then I found well, plus your your personality is very gregarious and you're funny and you which and is polarizing to some people. And, you know, yeah. and I think that and thank you for that. Well, but, and sometimes they, they, they don't take you seriously because of that. Yeah, or, or they think I'm a yeah. douchebag mm -hmm. or and then I found myself like reaching out and you don't know me. And I'm like, screw it. If I can just be myself yeah. and I can go to bed at night knowing that I've done everything that I can to be the best version of me, then eventually it'll, you know, kind of come back. People will me. come around. And I mean, I think that's just like such a good, just general lesson for life, you know, for business, for life. All of it is just, of course, you have to be true to who you are. Now, that said, if if you have things about your personality that are problematic, yeah. that have caused you problems in your yeah. life then it's time to reassess and it's time to, you know, fix things up. Which that, ha and again, I think that the common thread between most of the things that I sucked at along the way was me. And a lot of those <laughs> things I sucked at, it was relationships and I had to learn to better myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I think again, when you're in a successful position, you rarely have people t like checking you, you yeah. know? And, and for me, I was like, oh, just kind of start over, do all this. And then finally a few people are like, hey, you need to chill out. And I was like, what? And I just remembered like this feeling of, oh my gosh, I owe so many apologies. And wow. when I went through an apology tour, uh, 2019, right before I met my wife. Um, and literally I'd go to Royal Blue almost every morning, literally. I remember sitting in the room out here with like leading a class and someone's like, well, who are you gonna do this with? And I was like, what? I made this list. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I wow. did this. And, and it was like ignorant, right? But it was freeing as hell, um, but you know, it still just proves that no matter where you're at, you can always use an improvement, right? So there you could be glutrition for the soul. You always the just need the self-check, you know? And and if you're not able to do the self-check, man, I hope you're surrounded by people who love you enough to check you when mm. when you need it. And yeah. we all we all need that. It's, it's hard. You know? Um, let's get to the advice uh, section of the conversation. You, you got somebody that's watching this right now and they're, 53 they want to start something or they're 35 they want to start something yeah. or you know they're in the middle of their journey right now what, what's the advice you give these people man i you know that's it's such a good question and i and i will tell you as someone who has truly reinvented myself i mean i had one career and now now here i am with this um 
always know that you are capable of doing far more than you give yourself credit for. We're always our worst enemies, you know, our worst critics. Um, keep going. Just keep going. Surround yourself by people who support your idea and who see your vision and, um, you know, learn, keep learning, ask questions, find a mentor, find people who know more than you do and people who are smarter than you. Um, you know, for me, there was just such a learning curve with, again, on the production side, on, on like, how do you make a product? You know, how do you, then how do you, how do you form a company? How do you get customers? How do you, like, it was just this every day, it was just this learning curve. Um, and I think you have to be very, very open to learning and you have to understand that you don't know everything. <laughs> you might think you do. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't. I love it. Um, okay, well, regarding your product, we obviously want to bring as much exposure to you as possible. We want people to know about it. Oh, that's nice. Who, Thank who's you. the audience for this? Who would take uh, so, Glotrition? You know, um, one of the other things that I'm very proud of um, with Glotrition and with the products that, that we've created, um, the first one being our Super Beauty Elixir, is wow. What does elixir mean? Elixir. It's this, this delicious potion that so you drink. That's like the combination. So the elixir yeah. is the, the wizard potion of all the <laughs> all the almost said vegetables, but all the nutrients that go into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we've got um, bioactive collagen, peptides, biotin, vitamin C, antioxidants, resveratrol, um, hyaluronic acid. So many Google words right I now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but but who, who would um, use it's, it? It's all the good stuff for your skin, your hair, your nails. I think that our audience, it, it, it does lean female, but this is for everybody. It's for everybody. And let me tell you the other thing that we don't talk about it a lot. We don't message this a lot because, you know, when you when you form a, a company and a product, you get really um, tuned into what your messaging needs to be. And we, we're really talking to women, you know, 35 to 65 and beyond. Um, and we're talking about anti-aging. We're talking about wrinkles. We're talking about hair growth. We're talking about nail growth. None of that is terribly interesting for men. But the truth of the matter is, is the, the, the collagen and the biotin and all of it in this blend is fantastic for, excuse me, muscle recovery. Um, mm. uh, the, the collagen peptide is uh, very satiating. So it, it kind of cuts your appetite a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of little nuggets. Really? That, yeah. I, I mean, I, I literally take, I got no problem taking care of myself, but um, I, I literally have felt a difference. And I remember when I first met you, I didn't yeah. know what crow's feet were. And then I found out I had them and it's literally gone down. That was over yeah. the first like three or four months. But. That's what happens when you start feeding your skin on a cellular level. You know, bad skin or thinning hair, or it's all just a symptom of some sort of malnourishment that's happening in your body. So, you know, it's... It, do, do you eat clean and do you have a good lifestyle? Great. If the answer is yes, great. But still, supplementing with things that, that can help that process along is, I think, so important. So we're very mindful about the ingredients that we use. We make sure that we have um, branded, uh, um, patented ingredients that have clinical studies behind them. We always use those in the clinically effective amount. In the dietary supplement industry, which is a very, you know, not a regulated industry really at all. Um, you can get away with putting a little sprinkle of something in and then making lots of claims about what this ingredient can do and there's not enough in there to make a difference for anybody. Um, so one of the promises I made to myself when I 
developed Glotrition uh, was we're going to make sure that, that we have clinical studies on these ingredients that back them up, and we're going to make sure that we follow whatever they used in the clinical study. That's what we're going to put in a dose for for this. So we've got our Super Beauty Elixir, which continues to be our bestseller. Um, we also have um, our AMPM Beauty Boosting Drops. So those are um, the AM is um, helps with your uh, lipid barrier in your skin, keeps your skin moist. Um, and then the PM drops give you a beautiful night's sleep, no hangover in the morning, and all these really great vitamins that are working on your skin overnight. So, yeah. Wow. Should I even ask what's next? We we have a couple things that are coming. Oh, wow. um, we have a gummy that is, yes, that will be out. Um, let's see, what is this? Uh, June, so by the end of summer. Really? Yeah. So very what does exciting. That mean? Like a... Like it's got CBD in it? No, 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 no. It's just oh. a gummy. It's a gummy form. Oh, of, cool. Yeah. Um, but again, focused on, you know, your skin, your hair, nails, um, all that stuff. Love it. It's delicious. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, so the competitive environment of the beauty space. Um, yeah, it's gotten crazy. Well, I can imagine. It's even. gotten crazy, especially like after COVID. During COVID, you know, people were, people were home and they were taking time to figure out, like, what do they do? You know, they were doing beauty routines. Nobody could get their nails done, you know, so they were doing their nails at home. They were doing their hair at home, and they were really focusing and dialing in on wellness and self-care. Um, and it's it's literally like the only good thing that came out of lockdown, I think, is that people really started to take seriously self-care. Um, so, yeah, so this industry, the beauty wellness, we'll call it, industry has just exploded. Um, and so for us... It, it, we were kind of one of the OG, you know, collagen, ingestible collagens out there, um, but it's gotten wildly competitive. And so we continue, our edge continues to be that we use clinically validated ingredients and we use them in the clinically effective amount. And the reason that's so stand out is because that's not, that's not common in the dietary supplement industry just so you know. Um, there aren't regulations that guarantee that you're getting what they say you're getting. There are no regulations that guarantee that you're getting um, enough collagen to do anything for your skin, for your anything. Um, so what we do is we source ingredients that have the clinical efficacy behind them, and then we use them in that same amount that they used in the clinical studies. And the cool thing is that you right now- You sell without selling out. Yes. yes. Yeah, how about that? That's how we do it. Um, the cool thing, though, is that um, I just completely forgot what I was going to say. Maybe were, I need to do a supplement for brain health. That's <laughs> <laughs> after the gummies. It's this will No, you were just talking about the flow of how you've had opportunity. You could go and kind of cheat it, right? Because you're yeah, not going to get in trouble, just, but you can't do that. You, you can't do that. Like, like, truly, that is my, my version of not selling out is like, if you buy a product from me, you are getting the very best ingredients, uh, the very best quality, and um, and you're getting it in a clinically effective amount. So it's actually going to do something for you. I mean, especially like in the beauty industry, it is it's ridiculous how much money we spend as women on beauty products. And I mean, like the creams and all the potions. Oh, I see it. I remember when <laughs> we first got married and she had like a steam machine and then she put these strips. I was like, what is going yeah. on? And the time commitment, good Lord. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. We're, we're committed to it. You it know? works. 
Um, but it's just, it's you know, you spend so much money on it. You you want to make sure you're getting what you pay for. You want to make sure it's going to work. True. You know. True. So that was always for me kind of a, a pain point in um, other products that I've used. Just going like, God, I spent how much money on this and I can't tell a difference with anything so that actually makes me very proud because we you read the reviews for you know say like our super beauty elixir and a lot of them are are oh my gosh you know my my husband's giving me compliments on my skin and Uh he you know changing lives mm -hmm. it's awesome you know little ways (laughs) you are I mean people you gotta you gotta it's important that people feel good about themselves and if we're playing a small role in that then yeah or you're playing a huge role in it yeah and so Okay, and to wrap it up, obviously you're you're a unicorn. You've done everything, and you've been the you you are. You've done everything, and you've done. I'm going to come here every day. Well, we're here. We're open seven days a week here at the Rogers Healy Company. Just for you to hype me up. (laughs) But for real, everything you've done, you've done it to the best and to the maximum capacity. And my last question is: How have you gone and parlayed your background in TV journalism to being a salesperson for your company, Glowtrition? Knowing you're obviously still on TV, but how has that kind of crossed over? You know, when I was in broadcasting um, as a news anchor. Uh, it was my job to speak to people through the camera. And it was my job to read a teleprompter and make it seem natural because you're just telling people stories, right? You're reading them stories. Um, And so for me, I kind of honed this talent, I guess, for lack of a better word, for making things very um, relatable. You know, if I'm talking about, you know, story about a neighborhood bake sale you know whatever it is to be able to talk about that in a way that resonates with the with the people who are watching um you have to learn how to do that and i think it's just it's the same in in sales you know like we were talking about before you just have to really understand who you're talking to and so for me that ability to sort of like bring things into this space that feels very friendly and very approachable. Um, I kind of took that and that's how I sell with my product is I, I try to be approachable and, and keep things like, hey, we're all in this together. You don't even have to try, you're just being yourself. I'd like to think so, but yeah. you know, sometimes it's, listen, sometimes it's it's challenging right you know because like we don't not every day is a good day and um you know you touched on something before where you said um you know just about like the small wins and then the big wins and then like you get you sell a thousand units and then when are we going to sell ten thousand units and you know and we 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 had this happen i had this happen not too long ago because we we reached this like crazy milestone of our monthly sales and and i said man i remember when I would have killed just to have like a thousand dollars in sales in a month. That just would have been amazing. And you know, here we are, and it's just like such a ridiculously large number compared to that. That I was just like, man, that's so cool. And I allowed myself. I celebrated it for I think like maybe twenty seconds before I was just before then. It was like the stress of oh god, okay, so now we've got to now I've got to beat that next month, you know, because we got to show the numbers and it's got to be going that way and. and I really scolded myself over that. And I thought, God, you know, you have to be able to celebrate all the wins, just like you did when you first started it. Yeah. You know, it just you have to allow yourself that or else it just becomes this hamster wheel that you're on. And then it's just like all the joys taken out of it. I suck at it. I, I suck yeah. at that so much. But, you know, it, how does it change things for you when you actually do mindfully take the time to go, hey, yeah. 
Good job. I'm but super it, proud of myself. Well, it goes back to what you were saying, though, too. I, I'm, I'm real big on the journey, not the destination. Mm-hmm. And I think that as I'm, I'm like, all right, something's working. I have to go and like live in it a little bit. But then when there's an accolade or an accomplishment, or, which is an accolade, and when there's an end, I'm like, yeah. what's next? You know, and I think yeah. I have to gain my mind to always have to be chasing something. If not, I just sit there and either get bored or yeah. I check out. And I think that's an important part of sales, frankly, of successful sales is you, you do have to have a little bit of that where you're like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's, yeah. what's next? But 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 also just as humans that need self-love to yeah. be able to take that time to really pat yourself on the back and say, man, this is great. And, and to, to realize that, you know, you've gone through so many challenges and or we'll call them failures. Yeah. But really, they're all learning experiences. And if you I think a lot of sales is is reframing things in your mind you know to to change the way you're thinking about things and it's constantly evolving right yeah i agree it's it's never going to change yeah you're awesome you're a legend and and you deserve all your success and i'm I'm grateful for you sharing your heart and your story and the people that are watching this and, and listening i hope that you can realize that like most successful salespeople, there's nothing lisa said that you haven't heard before. It's just that she lives it. And I think cliches are cliche for a reason, and that's because they're true. There's something to them, yeah. Um, so we're, we're grateful for you guys paying attention today. And Lisa, thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thank you for having me. You this were incredible. is great. This was a very natural, not easy, but a very natural conversation. I'm proud to be your friend. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa Pinero, and that is how you sell without selling out. Roger's that.